This is a 30-second stereo radio for Trade School in the Home Depot. Spot code YHTFD00RGA0. Spot title, Project Planning Homeowner 101. So you're ready to tackle a home improvement project on your own. Let's make a plan. Take a free workshop from the Home Depot and get live help from our expert associates. Whether you're upgrading your kitchen or overhauling your bathroom, we'll provide everything you need to get started. You'll know what to look for and what to avoid, so you can take on any project with confidence. Homeowner 101 Livestream Workshops from the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Register now at homedepot.com slash workshops. Welcome to Riffin' with Raph and AD. Coming to you live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Now here's former Huskers, Chris Rapp and Aaron Davis. Mr. Davis, we are back here again, riffing with Rapp and AD on this Wednesday night. <laughs> Had a great time with Eddie and Joel, the Pickleball Boys. We might have to give that sport a try. Man, I'm just still laughing at all the different um, the jokes in the Coming to America um, similarities and things like that. And Carter just looking at us like, you guys are old as fossils, bruh. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, I had no idea a movie could bring you so much joy. <laughs> you know, it, it was, you know, Raph, even when I was looking it up and just doing the research on pickleball, because like I said, man, I prior to Eddie mentioning it uh, two years ago, I had never heard of pickleball. Me neither. I mean, I've heard, you know, like cricket which we don't play here, squash and things like that. But I'd never heard of pickleball. I was like, pickleball? Like I said, I thought he was saying pickup ball. I was like, oh, he's going to shoot hoops somewhere, you know, or something like that. And then he started streaming it. You know, I'm like, okay, I see what he's talking about. But I got to be honest, I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I don't know. But then I started researching it today. And also even, not even just today, but getting more curious about it, you know, because my wife was talking about it with her friend uh, about pickleball. And then um, um, just watching, continue to watch Eddie's, you know, like Facebook live streams playing pickleball. I was like, you know what? Good cardio workout, you know, and it's nothing crazy, short games, and it still keeps you active and something competitive, man. So I thought that was that was pretty cool, man. I thought that was pretty cool. What'd you think? I thought it was awesome. I think it's definitely something that I, I think I want to give it a try. So I think we might have to give it a try, AD. I think we could be the next great doubles pairing you know i'm thinking some of the great doubles pairings of all time right now eddie and then i'll probably listen to it going oh my god but riffing with raf and ad might have to make an appearance we might have to do that man it might be ripping and ripping with ad might be ripping our quads and everything else (laughs) riff is ripped so if anybody wants to sponsor riffing with raf and ad's pickleball team just let us know that would be a good time. You know, it shows you folks who listen out there. We had a guy, buddy of mine, that, that, that called in, Chad Epperson, man. I appreciate you, brother. Uh, just mention our relationship. Let's see, appreciates me. Appreciates the show and the joy we bring them. So, Chad, first of all, I love you, brother. It's been too long, man. I hope you're doing well. I hope that dog, I think you got a bulldog a few years back. I hope that is you're doing well with that as well. I hope your family's great, and we appreciate all of our listeners uh, that are paying attention, that, that, that tune in each week, because there's a lot of things you could be doing. Um, and you know, that's why I was—I mentioned about just the um, 
just the pickleball. Folks, right now, more than ever, now we talk about sports, we laugh, we talk about movies, uh, one-liners and things like that, but I can't stress this enough. And this next person we're going to be bringing on here in a few minutes uh, is one that, you know, there's some people and very few people that I've met, like personally know, have this effect, that can walk into a room and command a room without saying a word. And, you know, our next guest has that. Coach Osborne has that uh, ability. Uh, there's very few that I know real close who have that ability just to walk into a room and command a room and not say a word. Ooh, I know a guy. I know a guy. Who are you thinking? Aaron Davis. Oh, get the heck out Aaron of here. Aaron Davis. <laughs> oh, yeah. They hear me coming. Watch out. <laughs> 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 I am very happy to be here. Once again, I'm coming to America Live. Surprise, surprise. I definitely, I definitely heard that one before. You definitely yeah. heard that oh, one, yeah. Evans Carter. <laughs> and I want to say to him, Raph, whether it's pickleball, listen to ready shows like this, uh, listen to the captain, listen to old school, listen to on the block, listen to one-on-one with DP. Folks, find some ways to escape the negativity and the craziness out there. Uh, there's so much pessimism and negativism and just angst and anger. And that's why, whether it's our station, we'd love to be 93.7, tuning one of those shows. I know me and Raff are just on Wednesday nights, but they have a whole lineup throughout the day. And they have fun, they joke, they debate, but it's all good stuff because there's so much chaos going on in the world. I'm not saying you ignore what's going on in the world today, but I'm saying find a healthy outlet. You know, because I know we're all going through something. As Raph knows, I mean, Raph, with respect, we've known each other since high school, but particularly the past couple of years, become one of my best friends and vice versa. You know, this, I laugh on the radio a lot, but this radio show is therapy for me. You know, a lot of you know, many, actually many of you don't know, I was diagnosed with cancer last year on June, on May 3rd, uh, prostate cancer. I'm eight months cancer-free, which I thank God for that. Uh, I'm cancer-free. Uh, a little over 80 days ago, I lost my father unexpectedly. You know, Raph and uh, my family and friends have walked me through that. This radio station has been therapy. And DP and Raph, when they when DP asked us for this, and Strickland, our boy Eric Strickland, Strickland Block on the Block, I appreciate the opportunity. This has really been therapeutic for me just to laugh, have some fun, and, and just sp- spread some joy to people, man, whether it's sports, movies, or whatever, man. So we've had a blast with this, Raph. You came up with the name, man. Tell me how you came up with the name. Well, actually... I think I did come up with the name. No, no. actually, it was. I said the AD part last because this well, is your show. What all started was at the beginning of the year, our lounge boys, mm-hmm. Derek and Scott, whiskey no smoke guys, mm-hmm. got us a really cool bottle and stuff of riffing with Raph bourbon whiskey. I'm probably gonna get in trouble later for saying that by them by saying the wrong thing, but. They said I needed to get a podcast, and I said my New Year's resolution is I'm going to do a podcast. And one night Derek came up and said, I think it needs to be uh, riffing riffin with Raph. Mm-hmm. And then AD was like, oh, that's really good. That's really good. And so next thing you know, a couple phone calls, a couple tweets later, it became riffing with Raph and AD on 93.7 The Ticket. And here we are tonight on this fine yeah. Wednesday night. That's how I know we're good friends when the guy talks you into coming doing a radio show. I had no intentions of doing a radio show. I was like, Raph, that sounds great for you. He's like, no, us. I'm like, mm-mm. You know, travel schedule-wise for me is always is crazy. Uh, many of you uh, don't know, but I travel and do keynote speaking around the country. Uh, corporate high schools and colleges, 90% are in corporate right now. And, and in fact, our guest that we have coming on here very shortly, is Coach on yet? Our guest that we have coming on um, is one of the ones that got me started in this, which has been a lot of fun. Uh, let me see. What do you say right here? <laughs> 
<laughs> Hutzel says, Raph and AD team name needs to be Ebony and Ivory. Hutzel, Ryan, we might have to do that. <laughs> we might have to do with Ebony and Ivory. We'll be ready. We'll be ready. <laughs> we have time for – it's Coach Arnold, right? Are you, what do you do? Uh, no, is, is he calling in or is he joining He's the calling team? in. Okay, yep. yeah. So uh, not quite we'll yet. yet. He's coming in pretty second. So do, time for break. Take a break before he comes on? What should we do? Uh, you guys can keep going for at least a few more minutes and uh... – Carter's All like, right, I'm Carter's like here go. goes more coming to well, America one line. No. <laughs> well, actually, I have got I have got an announcement to make. Tom Osborne's birthday, eighty five years ago today. T.O. was born. Well, today my close friends, Nick and Chrissy Thomas, out in California. Oh wow! Had their little boy. Congrats to six Chrissy. pounds, eleven ounces. His name is Breeze Bennett Thomas. Oh, man. So, Congratulations to them. We might be looking at a future Nebraska football recruit here in about I like 18 that. years. It's Breeze. Breeze Bennett Thomas. You guys, congrats on a healthy baby boy. And baby and mama are doing fine. Baby mama doing good. So they're they're doing good. Baby so mama doing good. <laughs> we, got our, we got ourselves hopefully a future Nebraska Husker here in about 18 years. Raph, how long do you guys go back? Whew. We go back about, man, 20, 21 years, 20, yeah, 21 years. Time. It's been a while. It's been a while. You know, there's a lot of cool birthdays today, and I want to say this, too. Another good thing that was on February 23rd was my parents, God rest their souls, my mom and dad's anniversary is today as well. Yeah, mom and dad would have been married, I think, 59 years. Like I just mentioned, my father just passed away a little over 80 days ago, so... And mom's been gone since um, 2014. But, yeah, they'd be 59 years, man. Isn't that awesome? We got coach on the line, guys. So Got him. Well, folks, we have, a very, we have an honor to have a very distinguished gentleman on here. Like I said, there's very few people I've met that I know personally who could, you know, command a room and um, not say a word, just the presence when they came in. And Coach Ron Brown is one of those guys. Coach, good evening. How you doing tonight, sir? What's up, AD guys? How you doing, man? We're doing good, doing good, doing good. Coach, you were one of those guys. Now you're not going to say it, but I know we all know throughout, throughout throughout the state and throughout the country as well. Coach, today, right now, you're serving in what capacity for the University of Nebraska Athletic Department? Well, I'm the um, I'm an offensive analyst um, for the football team which means I'm on primarily on the offensive side of the ball, but <clears throat> I serve as a, a guy that does a lot with uh, Coach Frost uh, regarding the team. Um, and as I, as I mentioned, uh, the offense, uh, offensive side of the ball. Also, I do the uh, Bible studies for the players, the staff, the chapel services, and a variety of different functions. But primarily... Uh, uh, on the offensive side of the football. Coach, I got my co-host with me on here, Chris Raff. Chris got some questions for you as well, Coach. All right. Question I have for you to begin with. Let's go back to 1987. What or who approached you to become the uh, receivers coach at Nebraska? Well, that, yeah, that was uh, boy, that's a long time ago. Uh, AD, <laughs> were you even born then? AD, Coach <laughs> technically, I was thirteen. You guys are young, but 1987. Wow. Um, but no, I was coaching at Brown University, 
I was a defensive back coach. Um, and <clears throat> lo and behold, I was out on a recruiting uh, uh, mission here for, for Brown. I was down in Arkansas recruiting. And uh, I was told by my, my head coach at Brown that Tom Osborne had called for me. And he, he told me that he was looking for a, an offensive coach, a receiver's coach, and he had, I had been recommended. And I said, really? But, but yes, the, the, the head coach said, yeah. But I told him that you wouldn't be a good guy for the job. You coach on the uh, uh, defensive side of the ball. You're young. You're inexperienced. You don't know anything. So you would <laughs> wow. not be a good hire. <clears throat> and Coach Osborne just kept calling and calling. Wow. Uh, and so, uh, the long story short, he interviewed me and ended up hiring me. I think I really do believe it was <laughs> definitely from the Lord because there's no business. Uh, there was no business at that time of my life that I should have been the receivers coach at the University of Nebraska, but the Lord, that was the Lord's doing. And uh, I asked Coach Osborne, I said, uh, you got a bad recommendation from my head coach to you. Wow. Why did you hire me? He says, well, he says, I thought that dadgum guy was was uh, was uh, liking you so much that um, <laughs> trying to keep you. I, I figured that that he was just trying to keep you by giving you a bad uh, a bad recommendation. So reverse psychology. Reverse psychology. <laughs> so did he exactly. did he ever say like who had originally gave you the recommendation to begin with to, to yeah, send yeah. him after you he sold did, aggressively? Yeah. It was actually a guy named Mike Church who used to be a graduate assistant at Nebraska in 1973. Oh, wow. Church became the defensive coordinator at Brown, um, uh, you know, in the, uh, in the 80s. And so he actually took me under his wing. I'm a, you know, I'm a, a still new to coaching. He had been around the block a little bit. We mm-hmm. shared uh, offices and grew to be close friends. He, out of the clear blue one day, when he found out that Osborne was looking for that position, called Osborne, unbeknownst to me, and told him, hey, Brown is the guy you got to hire. Um, Osborne knew church, so he just kind of went on that. So it's just amazing how sometimes people get jobs. Uh, we think, well, it's uh, you got to push all the right buttons, get all the right moves. The sovereign hand of God um, is really the final story. It's not mm-hmm. me pressing this button, you pressing that one, this guy we know. We like to think all that. We right. like to think, yeah, I pressed all the right buttons. I know this guy, I know that guy. But at the end of the day, um, oftentimes we see things come out of nowhere. Absolutely. Absolutely. That sovereignty is amazing. And Coach, you along with my father, have shown me that a lot of times. I got something I want you to listen to real quick, and I want you to see what if this remind what this reminds you of real fast. Here it comes, Coach. Okay. Wow. Coach, who is that? <laughs> That's Jimmy Smith. Why does that oh, song mean so much to you? Well, my dad loved Jimmy Smith. He loved that song. I grew up on that song when I was a little kid, man. I, he would play that all the time in the house. He played Jimmy Smith. I actually played it at my dad's funeral for the 
uh, audience to hear as I eulogized him uh, when he died back in the in the 1980s. Mm. So, wow, is that uh, that that's something that was important to your dad as well, right? Did he like that? He song? was a uh, he he loved the early influencers, you know, Jimmy, you know, Miles, he, Ray Charles was the last, in fact, Ray Charles was the last concert they went to in Pittsburgh before they moved to Nebraska because they knew they weren't going to be seeing Ray Charles in Lincoln, Nebraska no time soon. <laughs> so, <laughs> and Coach, I remember that, that song, clear back from reading your book, I Can. And I remember you, me and you talking about it years ago, and I'm a huge jazz aficionado. I mean, I love jazz rhythm blues i mean the old school stuff like jimmy smith he'd play that organ i mean it was just he something did, those guys man. played it with a passion they, they meant it when they played it you know ad let me tell you something ad uh when i was living in new york city <clears throat> i went to see jimmy smith play one oh, time wow. at a club and it was one of them smoky jazz clubs oh yeah there was cigarette smoke everywhere oh yeah man i could barely breathe in there <laughs> there was jimmy smith down down in this little cubby hole Getting down, man. I'm telling you, getting down mm. on this organ. And this cat, I'm telling you, Jimmy Smith could play the organ with his chin. There oh, were times wow. when he would do a piece with his chin. Can you imagine playing the organ with your chin? No. And, oh, it was unbelievable. I've never seen anything like it. And and not only that, the dude had guns on him. Like, I thought the dude was a weightlifter. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I, I went and met him afterwards, and I was just stymied by his arms. <laughs> and it was from playing so hard hmm. you know he just builds you know the, he just rips across right. the keyboard uh, it, it was a fascinating thing it was one of the most electric things i've ever seen but yeah i i was uh i grew up on jimmy smith and uh a lot of our our our, our black men from the past mm -hmm. grew up on that stuff and when you were mm -hmm. you know when you were a kid and you lived in a home like that, it, it gets in your bloodstream. It never bloodstream. leaves. So when I hear that song, like I hadn't heard that song in a while, Eddie. You just put it on just now. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, man. Oh, yeah. Chord tip. <laughs> it made me think of my dad immediately. You know, Coach, and you've helped me a lot with my walk through my dad, and, and not just me, but so many others uh, growing up. And a couple years ago, remember, I, I gave you a buzz, and I was out in Nantucket. And I'd never been to Nantucket mm -hmm. before. I've been to Boston many times, but never to Nantucket. I remember giving you a text, and – a lot of people don't know that you grew up at uh, the neighboring neighboring island in Martha's Vineyard. Now, Coach, yes. you're the first brother I ever met was from Martha's Vineyard. <laughs> well, that, sh that shows you how, how lightly educated you've yeah. been. <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that, that is, Martha's Vineyard is one of the um, most famous resorts for blacks yes. in the world. See, Coach, I didn't realize I that, though, until oh, I got yeah. out there. Well, you know, the, the funny thing is, there's a lot of black bourgeois that go there. And what I mean by that, there, are, there were a number of, of people of color who, had, who were wealthy, who mm -hmm. would come down to the island on the summers, judges, politicians. You know, Martin Luther King used to go down there years ago. Mm -hmm. um, it was very historic, a lot of black culture. Mm -hmm. um, but, but there were also... Um, a number of year-round uh, residents, not a large black population, but a black population. And they were, that population was much poorer. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, that was lower income, lower middle income, and that's the population that I grew up in. Mm-hmm. In fact, AD, uh, most a good number of the guys that I grew up with were kids from the cities, like myself. Mm-hmm. We were all wards of the state, foster kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of us were adopted. Some of us were. I was. I was one of those who got adopted. Mm-hmm. I was out of New York City, but a lot of the guys I grew up with, Chubby, Leroy, Walter. Wow. Julius, we had one guy named Ronald McDonald, of all the <laughs> names, you know what I mean? You imagine growing up Ronald McDonald? Right. Anyhow, <laughs> but but anyhow, I grew up with all these guys, played ball with them, and and so it's, it's, it's a, I think when people think of Martha's Vineyard, they think rich, elite, mm-hmm. you know, but there's, a, there's another segment of the culture there that, um, uh, at, which I was a part of, that grew up uh, with, like my mom and dad, who adopted me, had hardly no education. I mean, dad was uh, never finished high school. Mom never finished uh, middle school. Mm-hmm. And I was the first person. My my sister, they, another girl that they adopted, became my sister. We were the first ones to go to college, mm-hmm. and we had very little help from them and homework and academic things, but. They were people who loved us deeply and gave us an opportunity to not only survive but to, but to, to move forward uh, in life. You know, Coach. Uh, I'm gonna ask you another question about this before Graf goes. When I, I, I when you mentioned in, when I was in Nantucket and learning the history, and the, it was mm-hmm. huge. As you know, growing up, there was a huge abolitionist area. Frederick Douglass. Mm-hmm. I was at a building that yes. Frederick Douglass actually spoke at, and it and Coach. It gave me it gave me goosebumps to think back to what um, he would have been going through and went through, because, you know, he escaped out of down there in Baltimore County and made his way all the way up there. And the history of abolitionists, as well as Quakers up in that area, Martha's Vineyard, Nantucket, et cetera, it just mm-hmm. blew me away. And the huge whaler houses that were there, you know. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, my uh, my ancestors, uh, the people that adopted me, their ancestors, um so it would have been my adopted grandfather, grandmother, were from the Cape Verde Islands, which are just off the coast of Africa. Oh, wow. They were very, very dark-skinned people uh, who, the, those islands were colonized by Portugal back in the 1400s. So they were black people who spoke Portuguese. Oh, I wow. actually spoke Portuguese growing up. Oh, um, wow. uh, you know, not, not for a very long time, mm-hmm. but all the people uh, who were from those islands, the Cape Verde Islands, spoke Portuguese. So some of the most unique mixtures that you'll ever see, because in the colonization, many of the residents from Portugal, who, if you if you look at their ancestry lines, there's lots of Spanish and a variety mm-hmm. of different backgrounds there. And, when, and, and then the blending of the intermixture with Africans, I mean, some of the most unique-looking people you'll yeah. ever see in your life live on Martha's Vineyard and, and in Cape Cod and southeastern Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. I had cousins who were who were black, who had blonde hair, blue eyes, uh, big curly froze, and <laughs> light skin, and then people in the same family who were dark, and it was just uh, an amazing, amazing, you know, litany of uh, <laughs> of mm. different looks. Absolutely. So, Coach, um, years go by way, 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 way too fast, and it's been over 25 years since we lost Brooke Behringer. 
And I know they still have the Brooke Behringer Citizenship Trophy that they give a, or trophy award that they give out every year. Mm-hmm. When you speak to like the current players, you know, being that it's been you know over twenty five years, how, how do you, like how do you describe Brooke to those players that win that award? Are there any that ever ask you know wanting to know more, you know, about the man he was and you know like what he stood for? Yeah, we we usually do a ceremony. As a matter of fact, as a team. And uh, Brooks' mom, Jan Berger, his sisters will come out, put his family, nieces, knuckle, uh, nieces and uh, nephews will come on out, and uh, and we do kind of a presentation right out on the field, and we really let them know, um, as in a short period of time, what Brooks stand for, what Brooks stood for, and, and you know just his life in general. I had the opportunity to, and the privilege to recruit Brooke. I got to know he and his family extremely well during that time. Um, you know, the other thing is, as you guys know, there's the statue on the north end of our stadium there at the parking lot. You see the, stat- the statue of, of Tom Osborne and Brooke Barringer. And I remember one time one of our players just a few years ago when I first joined Coach Frost's staff here was, you know, of course, you know, you guys are aware of the transfer portal and mm-hmm. everybody, you know, is transferring here and there all over the place. And mm-hmm. One of the young men came to me and he was a backup uh, quarterback. And he said to me, he said, Coach, he said, what do you think I should do? He says, my mother wants me to stay. My dad wants me to transfer. He says, I'm kind of caught in the middle. Mm-hmm. He said, do you have any advice for me? And I pointed right out the window. We could see the statue wow. of Brooke Berenger. And I pointed at Brooke. And I said, you see that guy right there? I said, that guy was a backup quarterback. And I said, you know, he got a chance to start for a little bit, but not very long. He was primarily a backup quarterback, but there's been no player in the history of our football program that's had more influence on a football team, a state, uh, or an area than this guy, Brooke Berenger. So I just feel like he is a great reminder to us all of what it takes to uh, have great resiliency, resolve, and most importantly, um, he received Jesus Christ as his Savior and mm-hmm. Lord, um, which sets him up for eternity. He was a great, uh, just a great influence. Uh, A.D., you were around during that time. Absolutely. So you know who Brick was. You know what that locker room mm-hmm. could have been like if he had decided to be a, a rebellious oh, guy. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But he, 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 chose, he chose different because of his faith, uh, uh, out of who he was. Coach, that was a great segue into that question. When we come back, we're going to take a quick break. Folks, we were here with Nebraska offensive analyst, Coach Ron Brown. You're here with Riffin and Raffin AD, and we'll be right back with Coach Brown in a few seconds. This is a 30-second stereo radio for Trade School in the Home Depot. Spot code YHTFD00RGA0. Spot title, Project Planning Homeowner 101. So you're ready to tackle a home improvement project on your own. Let's make a plan. Take a free workshop from the Home Depot and get live help from our expert associates. Whether you're upgrading your kitchen or overhauling your bathroom, we'll provide everything you need to get started. You'll know what to look for and what to avoid, so you can take on any project with confidence. Homeowner 101 live stream workshops from the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Register now at homedepot.com workshops. 